Welcome back, everyone, to the Better of Han podcast. I'm your host, Jen Newland, and here is where we are discussing all things as they relate to relationships and self improvement. If I asked you to list all the things that you love about relationships, how long would it take you to list yourself? We believe that the best relationships thrive only after we achieve our highest value. And these are in areas of mental health, financial wellness, physical appearance, and social awareness. If you're enjoying this episode and podcast, I would really appreciate and be so incredibly grateful for you to follow, like, share any of this content. And of course, please consider sending us over your thoughts for future episodes that you'd like to hear. All right, let's get started. Hi, everybody. I'm excited today to talk about, for this week's podcast, hyperfixation. And I want to align hyperfixation, something, you know, this idea that we tend to get a little bit, um, we can stalk people, or if we really like somebody and they pull away, we just get a little bit obsessed with them. And this idea with hyperfixation is usually pretty aligned to attachment styles. And if you have attachment style of anxious, this usually behavior can be pretty prevalent for you. And anxious attachment styles are individuals that goes back to childhood as everything seems to. And as a parent, I hate that everything goes back to childhood, but um, usually it's when you're in a in childhood and you're in situations in which there is not a lot of predictability and or just you're never sure if your parents or your caregivers are going to be there to support you. And so you always have this anxious because you're just just anxiousness because you're not sure. Um, it can be where either the parents just aren't present or caregivers aren't present in your life, uh, or they are, but they just have their own emotional things going on and they tend to ignore you or stonewall you at times. And it develops this really anxious style. And it also develops this, this internalization that the style does where you're just always thinking that she thinks that he thinks, you know, like something can happen at work or during the day and you get home and something happens but you don't say anything in the moment they're very um good with like a poker face they suppress their emotions but when they get home or when they're alone they have this rumination this just negative cycle that goes around and around in their heads and it can be very debilitating and usually you find that the stuff that they're worried about is actually not what happened at all because it's this narrative that gets built up in our heads and we start bringing all of these emotions in and your brain, your brain is very smart about starting to bring all of these other emotions into it that probably didn't even happen. And if you have a coach or someone that you're working with, um, something that's good to do is to, you know, practice where you tell them what happened, what you're upset about. And then I would say to you, okay, say it to me again without any of the emotion. And they're like, well, I think that I think, and then nope, it's not what you think. It's not what you feel. What was it that was said? verbatim. Well, he said A, B, and C, and then she said X, Y, and Z. Okay. That's usually a totally different story than all of the sensational, emotional stuff around what you think people's intentions were. Most of the time when we assume what we, what people are thinking or doing or how they feel, we're typically wrong because our assumptions are being brought up from a place of our own perspective and not that person's perspective. So that's anxious attachment style. And you'll find that 
if you do have this anxious style, if Renee Brown calls it your shitty first draft. So usually like the first story you tell yourself, you go on a date, you're really like somebody that you're just starting to date. And this is more, this is more common, I would say in dating relationships because there's not an established trust built yet. That established trust relationships bring different issues down the pipeline with anxious attachment. And there's avoidant attachment styles too. There's, there's a lot to unpack here, but we're just gonna focus on the anxious right now. And so they create a lot of false narratives. So it's kind of like the first thing you tell yourself is, oh, they all hate me. So Brene Brown would say, well, that's a really shitty first draft. Like, let's try again. Like, do they really hate you? And if I'm coaching somebody and they say something similar to that, it's like, well, why do you think they hate you? Well, they did this. Did they do that? Or is that what your brain's telling you they did? So it's a lot to like get very clear about, get really granular, I would say, on unpacking it with people. But when it comes to the style, you do have a tendency to hyperfixate, and that can be a very negative behavior. Um, it can be very debilitating. And so I want to talk today a little bit about how to know if you are hyperfixating on somebody and what are some action items that you can do, because we can all, it's a spectrum, we can all do better at this. If anyone ever told me that they've never somewhat stalked and or hyperfixated on an individual that they liked and like maybe pulled back, I'd probably say that you're full of crap because I think we've all been there before, where we just really like somebody. And then the more that you start liking them and chasing them, the more they start pulling back. And so that can be very just devastating. And so then it creates a cycle of other bad behavior. So then you start stalking them on social media. You start doing the doom, zoom, gloom, whatever they call the doom scrolls, what they call it. And yourself sending this person like novel long, like like scroll like 10 times long, like text messages and then they don't respond. So then you send them like another long text message, like, oh, don't do that. That's, that's not, that's not cute. That's not sexy. Like, oh my gosh, don't, don't do it. I've done it. Oh my gosh. It pains me to say that I've been, I've been there and I've done that. And, uh, just, I just feel bad for the little side, the little person in my head that just didn't know any better, but don't do that and don't send double triple quadruple text messages like that's how you know you're hyper fixating you don't want to be doing any of that so let's talk about how we can stop doing that and then the social stalking is another way that you know and then you're just always in your head you're just overthinking everything and you just can't seem to like clear that energy and it's taking away from other really great aspects of your life. It's taking away from, you know, your ability to thrive in your career and your ability to build other relationships with people. It's taking all of that away. So we've got to get this problem fixed. All right. Number one, you really have to do some practice with self-awareness. So many people that are codependent, which is also a facet of anxious attachment style. Um, they don't think that they have that issue. They think like they rationalize. They're like, no, it's not, I'm not that. It's just this person did this and they did that. It's always the victim mentality. It's not my fault. This person's an asshole or this person spoke to me like this. Like I was just, you know, it's, you have to take self-awareness or it's, you know, well, we went on a date and then he just ghosted me or she just ghosted me. Okay. Extreme accountability here, people. Like you've got to take some ownership of, of your role in this. And maybe at the end of the day, they just don't want to go out with you. And they're just kind of a coward and they don't have the balls to tell you that 
there's not a connection and so they're gonna ghost you it doesn't matter what their reason is like just move on why do you want to beg someone to be with you if they don't want to be with you and they're not calling you and they're ghosting you bye because I'm not gonna beg you like to change your mind. You already made your mind up. I never, ever, ever wanted to be with somebody that doesn't want to fully be with me. Let them go. You don't need closure. Don't tell me you need closure. That's a bunch of BS. You don't need closure. We give ourselves closure. That's an easy excuse to reach out and text again because you, I need closure. Like you don't need closure. You, we own ourselves. You're only con in control of your own behaviors, your own mindset, like control yourself and give yourself closure. And your closure is they don't want to be with you. So I'm going to move on. Okay. So self-awareness is really important and self-awareness, you know, it's just recognizing what your triggers are, recognizing the patterns and making a decision that, Hey, I really want to be in a relationship and nothing's working. So I'm going to do something different. It's making that decision right there to just do something different. All right, number two, here's the second thing that you can do to take action here. And this is in regard to social media. All right, there's a couple of different components to this. The first part is you need to get this person off your social media. I don't believe that you should block them. If you want to re remove them from your account, uh, that's kind of iffy. I really just recommend you mute them. So on Instagram, like you can mute their post stories so that you just don't even come across them anymore. They're just kind of like dead to you. And I really recommend that. And here's the reason why if, if you're blocking them, that's like, I believe in energy, like the energy you project is the energy you attract. So if you're angry and you're like, I'm going to block this person and that's, you're putting a lot of energy out there and you're letting them know that you care, which is not sexy either. Like, not that you really want this person to change their mind about you. Like if they decided that you're not for them, like have fun, buddy, like peace out. But it is kind of nice for them to even reconsider, even if you know that you're not going to say yes, because you're not going to say, yes. I'm not going to say yes. When you all of a sudden stop looking at all of their stories and you're not stalking them on social, people, guys get the, they know when you're stalking them. Like they can tell, like you're like the first one to look at their stories and all like, ugh. it's like, well, barf. So don't do it. Um, make sure that you're muting them. So you don't even accidentally look at their stories. Like you're just, you're living your life. Come on, man. Like you're busy. Like you don't have time to sit on social media and like follow their every move. Okay. So don't block them, just mute them, do whatever you need to do to, you know, not have them come up on your feed. And if you want to take them off your account, I think as long as you, you know, do it from a healthy place, I don't think there's anything wrong with that because ultimately you just want to, if you're hyper fixating on somebody, you just need to remove them from your life, you know, just like remove them in all the areas. Social media. Yeah, I get it. It's tough. You know, back in our day, we didn't have social media. Like it's whatever. Social media is here to stay. So whether you love it or hate it, like just get, get over it. Stop bitching about social media because it's not going anywhere. It is what it is. You know, we had our things back in the eighties and nineties and everyone had their things that were like irking people's souls. And right now it seems to be social media, but there's a lot of greatness to social media that's provided a lot for people. So not to get on that tangent, but so you want to mute them. So you're not looking at their stories. And the other thing is I don't, don't start. Like if you didn't post before, like you weren't posting all the time, like, Oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And look at me, look at me. Don't start posting now. Like, don't try to be starting all this. Look at me, look at me. Aren't you? Don't. Even if you were posting a lot before. So you're like, Oh, I put, I'm going to just keep doing my thing. Don't do it. Be mysterious. There's a lot to be said for an element of desire guys, people in general, they like mystery. Like, 
be mysterious. Don't be posting and come on. I've done it. I'm sure a lot of people have. If you haven't, okay, well, posting stuff that's kind of fake, you know, like trying to pretend that you're out when you're not out, when you're like sitting in your bed, like drinking wine and eating a box of pizza and bonbons, like, and you're trying to pretend like you're out at the clubs, you know, by finding pictures and don't do that. Because even if a guy can't tell that necessarily that it's fake, like even if he doesn't know for sure, just if he questions it, ugh, that looks really bad on you. It's not cute. Don't do it. Uh, just don't do it. Just be mysterious. Just don't post anything. And yeah, okay, you posted before, even more so reason to be mysterious. Like that's cool. That's like, they're gonna wonder. Guys like the chase, people. That's their, go read the book Homo Sapiens. That was like their inner drive is to go chase and hunt down animals and feed people like that's that's what they do they chase they like to chase and part of chasing is making yourself not like jumping out with bells and whistles at them all the time you know make them wonder what you're up to so it's really healthy for you it's a great mindset to get into and also it keeps you off of social for a little bit so you're just not going down that negative spiral. If you're hyper fixated, you're probably like super stalking them and it's weird and people pick up on that energy and say they don't, it's just bad energy for you. We only have so much energy to spend. Like, where do you want to spend it? Where does it want to go and pick wisely? Do you really want to spend it obsessing over someone that's not interested in you? doesn't matter what their reason is. They're not interested. They're not interested. They're not interested. Don't ever try to get somebody to be with you. That doesn't want to be with you. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta choose me, like choose me, like, be excited about me. I don't know. I'm not going to like beg you. You got to be at the well and we'll drink, but I'm not going to drag you to the well. Like you need to get to the well on your own. And if you're there, then we can make it fun and exciting, but I'm not going to drag you to the well and vice versa. I'm not going to, I don't want to be dragged to the well. If I don't want, if I'm not into you, then I'm not into you. People will always make time for things that they want. Don't forget that. All right. So the third one that I have here is, I mean, Think about the energy like and redirect it. Like you have this open energy now and let's use it for good. Like most likely if you're stressed, if you're hyper fixating, you're in a stressful state of mind. Um, you're just anxious and you're like, oh, the doom and gloom, world is ending, sky is falling mentality. And so that's a lot of, mm, that's a lot of energy going out there. So where can you redirect that? Because most likely something is failing in your other aspects of your life. Maybe it's, um, if you're a parent, maybe as a parent, you're not doing so great with your career. Maybe like you're not doing, hanging out with your friends. Some, something has to give because we only have a set amount and you're spending a lot on this hyperfixation right now. So what is it that you need to give your energy to? And if you can't think of what that is, then you need to get a new passion or hobby. You need to get something that is your own because that's sexy too. I mean, I don't care like if you're male or female, like people like people that have a passion that add value in some way. That's not just seeking out relationships, you know, like don't, don't like dismiss the fact that you can do some really cool things and you could provide a lot of good value to people, to the world. And so focus on that. Like, what is it you want to do? Make a list and start doing things, you know, and start doing them by yourselves, add value, spend your energy wisely. And it also is a great distraction to again, not not be all hyper fixated. All right, and then the next one is only something that you can do if you have all of your other ducks in a row. So if you are really doing a good job with, you know, self-awareness and you're really showing up well with, you know, being still and pushing back a lot on social media, you're not being crazy and psycho on there and doing weird stuff. Um, if you're doing all of that and you've got a hobby, you're spending time alone, then consider doing rotational dating. 
people push back so much on rotational dating, but I think it's misunderstood, okay? It's not like I'm you're out having sex with every single guy, Tom, Dick, and Harry out there. It's, that's not what rotational dating is. Rotational dating is going on, like, so, okay, so you have a week free, say, you know, or say, you know, you should be going on probably like, if you really want to meet somebody, you should probably be going on three to five dates a week, all right, give or take, at least two, maybe no more than five you need to have time for your friends and time for yourself as well and probably like something with you know passions work and stuff like that so if you're we'll just meet in the middle and say three line them up like be strategic line your dates up i'm going on a date monday wednesday and friday night okay you've got your dates lined up you go on your date monday night you're in love this guy's amazing okay don't cancel your dates on wednesday and friday don't do that that's like the worst thing to do because you don't, you can't decide if you're, this is your person after one date, two dates, or even three dates. Like you can't decide that. Jay Shetty, I love it. He says, you gotta spend like at least 20 hours, 20 hours with somebody before you can even decide if there's someone worth staying connected to. 20 hours, that's a lot of dates. So don't cancel dates two and three, okay? You're gonna go on dates two, you're gonna go on dates three. And say dates one and two are the ones you really like, date three is no. Dates one and two, you're gonna go on a second date with the next week or whenever you're free again. You're gonna schedule a second date. And then you're gonna go back and do your due diligence on online dating or wherever it is that you like to connect and meet people. And you're gonna line up dates maybe three and four. So you're gonna go one and two is gonna be a second date and then dates to three and four are gonna be first dates. And you just keep doing that. You keep doing that until you get to someone that you're on dates like four or five with. Whatever point it is that you think is a good measurement that you need to decide ahead of time of where you can decide if this is somebody that you want to date and only this person. And you can't make that decision on your own. That's a, that's a mutual decision. So don't just make it in your head and think it's going to manifest. Like that's a conversation uh, that you need to be ready to have. And if you're truly comfortable with the person and they are possibly a good person for you, you should be comfortable having that conversation around dates four, five, depending on how many hours, how, how long spread out it is. You know, that's, I would say, I would throw that number out though, like dates four or five and six. Like, or do you want to see other people? Like what's happening? You know, like that's that's where those conversations, like we're adults, like have the conversation, don't shy away from it. Um, and when you do that, when you rotational date, it gives you so much leverage. You're gonna find that you have so much more confidence um, because no, like I'm not dating anybody else. And I think to myself, is that your way of asking me to be exclusive? Because the thing is, is when you are rotational dating, and I will argue this day and night, you don't owe them anything. You do not owe them, the guys you're dating on one, two, three dates, you don't owe them an explanation. You don't have to disclose that. If you really want to, because you feel like it's a good thing to do, go ahead. I don't, I don't like style that so many people have. Um, and, or the fact that maybe you do go to an office. Like, I don't know if you should date somebody at work. Been there, done. Like that's probably mm, not the best thing to do. So I think online dating has a lot of benefits. And I feel that back in the day with the old school way of dating, um, that had its downsides too. So I think that the way that you approach the mindset that you have when you approach online dating is going to be a huge impact on the results you get. So if you say like, there's no way I can't even get five dates in a week. Are you talking to 20, 30 people each week? Like you should be. If you want to get five dates, you got, you've got to probably be starting conversations with 20 people. And of those 20 people, say like 10 of them are just wanting to be pen pals. Like after, after to me, like after like 
no more than a week of back and forth messaging. If you haven't asked me out, even if it's a FaceTime date, like I'm done. Like, bye. I'm not here to be pen pals. Like, come on, we're adults. I don't want someone to write letters to. So I will check that one and keep going. So it's talking actively to like 20 guys, 20, 30 people. If you want to set up five dates, you know, it's relative. So you gotta be talking to people. And if you are like, I don't have time for that. I get it. Dating is a lot of work. It's a huge time investment. I'm totally with you, but choose your heart. It's, is it hard to make time for dating? Yes. Is it hard to want to be in a relationship and to not ever meet anybody? Yes. Choose your heart. Which one do you want? Like, I I don't know how to help you. It's amazing to me. Mm. It's so amazing to me. Just how busy people are. People are so busy. They're so busy, 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 busy beats. And they don't have time for anything, but they make time for things they want. So if you want to date, if you want to be in a relationship, if you're really looking to be with somebody and you're in a state of mind, you're ready, you will make time for it. That's how that cookie just crumbles. Like it's, it's very simple. There's no argument. Like you can't argue that. I don't care. Like there's no argument for it. It's amazing. I've literally seen people move mountains, move mountains to do the things that they want to do, to leave work at one o'clock in the afternoon because their kid has a game or a a play or I've seen people do amazing things and myself included. Like if I don't want to do something, I will tell you every excuse. If I want to do it, I'll do it. I get it. I think it's it's amazing how we just figure that stuff out. All right. So those are my thoughts. Hyperfixation. It's not healthy. Uh, We've all been there. We've all done it. You just really like somebody and they don't like you back and you're just like super obsessive and you just can't help it. You're operating from this emotional state of mind. Um, So just stop the social stalking. Um, Stop writing the long novel text messages. Oh, the novels, the novels, novels. Stop doing all of that. It's not healthy. It's not good. It's not sexy. So just stop it for any of those reasons. Um, And just make sure that you're absorbing your energy into the right things and really consider rotational dating. I think it's, I think we could do a whole episode on just that alone. All right. So once again, thank you all so much for listening this week. As always, you know, we all have to work together to improve ourselves, to become our highest value because it's then and only then that you can even have a chance at having a really successful relationship. You got to love yourself and do you first before you can start developing and thriving in a relationship with somebody else. If you enjoyed this, I would love and appreciate so much. If you followed me, that gives me the biggest bang for my buck, but also reviews are wonderful. Likes are wonderful. Shares are so wonderful as well. And I appreciate all of you so much. Feel free to drop anything in the comments. If you have any thoughts that you'd like to consider on this, or if you have any questions and you can always follow me on Instagram at butter up underscore hun, H-U-N. 